Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 529 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. Coming up on the show, we'll have a chat with Jeff Brazier about what's going on on the high street as Nationwide are telling us that the youngsters out there like shopping in real shops rather than just online. Sam Troughton, who's in the series Chernobyl, is going to let us know all about his role in the show as it comes to DVD. We'll meet the team from Vegilicious and find out about their work catering for parties and also presenting street food in both vegetarian and vegan styles. Plus, we will have some music. We've got the one and only Joe James Thomas joining us for a bit of a sing-song and Dan Donnelly tells us about his latest work too. That's all coming up, but first of all... On the 6th of September, the inaugural Pelsel's Got Talent takes place. Dave Godden and the one and only Pete Davis are here to tell me what's going on. Hello. Hello, mate. How are you? All good. In iFlat Studios, you're doing your thing, which is where it comes in. So uh, this is going to be a great event, isn't it? It's going to be fantastic, yeah. I mean, we're having a, a, a great lot of interest online and uh, also from general public and whatnot. And we're, we're really hoping that the, the talent of Pelsall comes through. Well, this is it. And uh, as judges, you've got quite a task ahead of you. Dave, what are you looking for when it comes to the sort of acts we're going to see? We're looking for entries from anyone that can sing, dance. It's not just about that, though, Jason. It's about... We want snake charmers, clowns. My particular favourite is stand-up comedy. Okay. You know, it's, so it could be a, a bit of anything. anything to showcase, yeah. then this we is want the platform to, see it. to do it. So you, you're really looking for people to come out and, and create a great night of variety. That's what counts, Absolutely, isn't it? Yeah. And And although some of the prizes include time at the A-flat studios, that's not yeah. the be-all and end-all, because you'll you work it out. Because even if it's a comedy CD you're putting together with them, I mean, that, that we'll could work, work as out, well, yeah. couldn't it? It is, yeah, but there's also this cash prize as well. Uh, I mean, the first prize is £100, second prize 50 third prize 10 um, And anybody who sings will also get offered uh, a day in the studio as well. So the, the prizes are good. And it's uh, your chance to help them showcase their acts further, which is, which is what you that's do, isn't it? That's, thing, yeah. that's, that's about what your studio is all about, isn't it? It is indeed, yeah. I mean, I've worked with, um, well, teenagers... Well, right from, from uh, sort of six, seven years old, right up to 80-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I try and do is, is showcase them and, and bring them on and, and move them on to the next stage. Yeah, and we've seen that with some of the acts that you've dealt with in the past. I mean, uh, uh, we, we've actually showcased them in the city of Wolverhampton and given them the chance to, to shine in a big area. Indeed. And this is all part of the coaching that you offer, so they're ready for this sort of event. Indeed, yeah. And, and some of them go on much further. I mean, I've got students that have gone on to work at the Royal Albert Hall, mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, quite a few of them have been in, on the X Factor and, and mm-hmm. things like that. So, you know, it's all about showcasing the talent and getting it out there. And is it not worry though, having a drummer on the judging panel? <laughs> no, he's, he's also one of the best drummers that I've ever seen, So, and he's, he, he knows where he's at. It's, it's all about bringing the, uh, that together. And how do you think it's going to be you know, trying to judge as maybe a clown or a comedian against a singer? Is it? It's all about audience reaction as well, too. It is, but there's not only us. There's going to be uh, another two judges as well, and one uh, is particularly um, great with performing arts. That's what she's doing, and mm. she's also been on the X Factor and so on and so forth. Uh, and we're probably going to get a member of the public that just has a complete nothing to do with music or anything else as, so, as a blind view. So basically, as if it were the public vote you get on a TV show. Exactly. Yeah. That sounds like a good way of doing it. And uh, the, the whole event itself, as we say, it is the 6th. That's a Friday night. A, a great chance for people to come along and have a brilliant night's entertainment. So uh, how does the evening pan out? Well, it'll be a good night of entertainment, but also it is, a, it is at a local level. However, this could springboard into something more national. You know, Pete's been involved with people that have taken it to that 
level in the mm -hmm. past. So it would give them the, the confidence to enable to showcase what they're able to do. And we're hoping for a great night. So we're really showcasing and opportunities. That's what it's all about, which means what we need to do now is know how people can get hold of tickets and get involved. So first of all, let, let's get the general public down. So how do we work all that one out? Right, well, first of all, there's, um, th there'll be lots and lots of online stuff. I'm hoping that uh, you'll put something online for us right now. Um, and on that, there'll be uh, contact details. Um, one thing I will stipulate, though, because obviously of how it's got to work, I, I need everybody's material back by the 1st of September and entries close on the 1st of September, although it is held on the 6th. Just so as really that I can uh, get a balance of what's going on and, and get everything together so we can have a really good time. We have to work the night out with backing tracks, live performances and you know, see what people need as far exactly. as intro music goes. So that's exactly. all got to be scheduled. That's the week in the run-up. So everyone needs to be involved in that one. So, okay, so how much does it cost to get involved then? Okay, well, it's going to cost you £10 entry, mm -hmm. but there's 15 places. Uh, and obviously, as, as I've just mentioned with the prize money, basically the prize money goes back to whoever wins. Yeah, so whatever you put in, somebody's going to get back. So if you were the best, you haven't got to worry about sticking a tenner in. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly, and that's the way it'll work. Um, but, but the point being that whatever happens, whether you win, draw, draw lose or whatever, you're going to have some, some good show, showcase time. Yep. Um, I mean we're, we're trying to get uh, press involved uh, and see if we can get that in newspapers on the night and so on and so forth so mm -hmm. you never know what's going to come of it. Yeah so press releases will be out there and the chance to, to, to share your music uh, with an increasing audience uh, just by being down there so how do people get tickets to come along and see the event? Um, it'll be on, on the night so you, you turn up on the night and it, it's £5 on the door for adults and £2 for children. And give us full details of the venue? It's at the Pelsall Cricket Club mm -hmm. um, so or just Google Pelsall Cricket Club, it'll come up um, and the details are there. But nice easy to get to, parking on the night, it's all not going to cost you anything. There's full parking there yeah. and, and nothing else is going to cost you apart from the door entry. And you, well, you can buy a few refreshments too, that's the important thing. Of course you refreshments. Yeah, yeah. but uh, that's <laughs> going to be good fun. And uh, you can go down, enjoy yourself at the bar, have some great entertainment, great family night out and uh, see some brilliant stars of the future. Absolutely, yeah, that's the name of the game. Okay, give us a plug for iFlat Studios then whilst you're on. Uh, iFlat Studios, come in and see me. It's, uh, um, I'm Pete Davies. What we do is we turn the stars of today into the stars of tomorrow. So hopefully we, we can do something for you. Yep, so uh, whatever is nurtured uh, is going to turn into big things. So uh, you can do it through iFlat. It's going to be absolutely brilliant to see how this all works out with Pelsall's Got Talent. Uh, once again, check all the details, do some Googling, check out where the, uh, the cricket club is. But come along and see. And uh, a, a judging panel of four who are going to help uh, uh, boost everyone's confidence. You're not there to knock anyone. You're just there to, sh to show what's, what's, no, what's, uh, what's going to a good night. to knock anyone at all. No, mm -hmm. no, not and we, we won't knock. But we will give you a fair assessment of what um, what you are and how good you are we're not going to be completely uh, oh you're fantastic all the time because that wouldn't be fair to anybody at least of all the artists so you'll pick up on uh, all the good points and then anything else that does need to be built from you'll, you'll help them do that the same way as you would do anybody through iFlat absolutely yeah I mean the opportunity really is for you to come showcase your talent and then we can take it from there and give you advice of what you need to do and how to make it better and further. Well, Pete and Dave, thank you for joining us and have a great time on the night. Enjoy being judges and uh, making sure that a few dreams come true. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot, Jason. In a moment or two's time, we'll have a chat with Dan Donnelly about all of his music. But before we do, this is his latest single, Soul of Man.
six o'clock The sun went down and the clocks all stopped The lawyers lied, the pilgrims prayed The angels turned their heads away God was nowhere to be seen And oh, the soul of man is mean Dan Donnelly and Soul of Man, and he joins me on the line now to tell me what's going on in his world of music. Hello, sir. Hiya, how are you doing? Oh, good here. So uh, you you are generally pretty busy, and fingers in many pies. We'll be hearing yeah. something from your uh, current group at them in a moment of time. But first of all, I mean, you've got local links as well with uh, work that you've done with the Wonder Stuff in the past too. I was in the Wonder Stuff for five years. Yeah, yeah. Believe it or not. Um, as lead guitarist and backing vocalist, but um, Malcolm, uh, the original guitarist, has rejoined, so I'm now in a different group. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, it keeps keeps you busy though, whatever you're doing. So uh, I mean, you, yes. do you do a lot of session work as well as your own stuff as well? Uh, I do. I do bits and bobs. I do, like I, I don't really have time to do sort of session work per se. I do. I've got a duo with um, John from the Levelers. We go out pretty regularly. And then I'm in the Celtic Social Club pretty much full time. It's taken off quite quite massively and consuming a lot of my time. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm not doing either of that, I've, I've got the solo career as well, where I just go about in my car with a guitar and shout at people. <laughs> but does it not get confusing which songs you're supposed to be playing when? No. Well, the Celtic Social Club stuff I can't play on my own because it's all based around sort of traditional um Celtic melodies. Mm-hmm. So uh, if, if I was to try to do that, there would be big gaps. Similarly to when I do the stuff with John Leveller, there's a lot of fiddly bits in. So basically, when I go around on my own, the only stuff I can do is the stuff I've written for myself. <laughs> uh, so, it, it, yeah, it kind of sorts itself out in that way. Well, you're on your fifth studio album now with Are We Having yep. Fun. That's available to buy. And it is. That's where Not that anyone buys anything oh, anymore anyway. <laughs> okay, downloads or streams, you know what I mean. I've, I've, yeah, I, th- yeah. I think we're both suitably old school to remember buying things, aren't we? I know, I know, yeah, yeah. I remember having the money in my pocket. <laughs> um, it's not streaming. It's just I see streaming as like a, a, a kind of like a PR loss that you've got to basically just give away your music now so you can get gigs. And the gigs is where you make money. But I mean, you are doing a lot of gigs, so that 
kind of helps, but it's yeah. Uh, yeah, music production doesn't come without a cost, so it is a, a bit of a skew on the way things are funded compared to how it was but way yeah. back when. As I say, it's like a, it's like a lost leader. Mu- tr- making making recorded music is now like a lost leader uh, that basically uh, is promo for your your live shows, and that's just the, the way the, the the industry is now. Well, but if it does get people to more live gigs, then hopefully that kind of works because there is nothing like hearing a track perform live. In uh, no, you know, I've been to gigs, and and it, I think in my first one, I went to see Wax play at the Wolverhampton Civic Halls, the first gig I went to back in the eighties, and I, I came away loving a load of songs that I would never have done so if I hadn't heard them live compared to listening to an album. Yeah, the other good thing is because of computers and that, any idiot can make a record now. <laughs> you can sit at home and any idiot can re- not only make but release a record. So it, it's live is where you have to be able to do it mm-hmm. to call yourself an artist. You have to be able to stand up with you know without backing tracks and play your your stuff. Um, and that's basically, so the people that can do that get rewarded, and then the people that have just you know made a record on a computer. You know, some people do, I guess, go and stand beside a computer, <laughs> but, you know, they're, they're few, few and far between. Yeah, but it's one thing the Pet Shop Boy's doing it, and another thing, the bloke who lives around the corner in the flat over the road from the chippy. That's not the yeah, same, yeah. is it? Yeah, Or what do you call the two older chavs from, like, Nottingham direction? Uh, that, like, they're quite shouty and punky and just stand around a laptop with bad haircuts. Sleaford Mods. Ah, that's who it is. okay, both, cool. They stand around a, a laptop, and it's quite, like, repetitive music, and they shout stuff about sort of social injustice and uh, and how society is terrible, basically. And, and there is a market for that, whereas you're more a bit, a bit more melodic, aren't you? Yeah, well, I've got an acoustic guitar <laughs> uh, pretty much all the time and, uh, yeah, sing rather than shout. Well, I shout a bit. But, Sh- shouty singing. Shouty singing, that's the one. That's I mean, the one. But you, but you shared a stage of support for, you know, the likes of Duran Durani and Jury, Bob Geldof. So there is, yeah. you, you've done this and you've performed alongside people who, you know, are, are also quality musicians. And I, I think that's oh. the sort of gig that you want you want to be associated with, isn't it? Yeah, the Blockheads were just the most amazing musicians and the most amazing people as well. Ian Jury was such a lovely man. I did two tours with him. Mm-hmm. I was on tour with him when he found out he had cancer as well. Yeah. Um, and he, you know what? He didn't stop the tour. He didn't. He just. He was an absolute, just a diamond geezer. <laughs> uh, and he, and all the band were beautiful people as well. I keep meeting Norman Watt Roy now in, 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 in weird sort of service stations at about 2 a.m. because the Blockheads are still going. Yeah. And um, I always regale him with, with oh you know what I toured with you when I was a kid and you did this and he's oh geezer right yeah yeah I love the blockheads yeah <laughs> I toured with them when I was dead young and they, they sort of showed me the way like being a just being a good musician and a good person and and you know doing it you know it's great Duran Duran were, were just a, a trip they were like so famous and so weird and <laughs> like just hadn't have been famous all their lives didn't understand about paying for anything couldn't understand like why I was paying for my own drinks like you know because they've just never the, the guys have never had to do anything for themselves because they've just been super super famous since they were about 18 years old and, and that yeah, is a different fun. world isn't it, it is, and that, again that the old school musicians when people did go out and buy the things with their faces on and stick them in the in the record player in the corner of the room yeah 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 that's whenever that that's when there was money in in, in the record industry and the thing is I'm kind of lucky in that I started when there was when people did buy stuff so 
my, my audience has sort of moved with me. So, like, I'm playing to people that are in the mid-40s and 50s that still will come to your show and buy a CD off you and get you to sign it. I don't know how young people... I just don't know how they managed to make that, that, that first leap from... Because it used to be you started off, you know, in, in little pubs and clubs and you made a little bit of money and then you sort of made a leap into those mid-size kind mm. of uh, venues that are all gone now. Uh, and so that whole circuit's gone. So you kind of have to leap from your local thing to like massive, like O2 or something like that, thousands of people. And I, I don't know how kids manage it these days. You know, I think I think it mostly it's, it's like a lottery. You basically it's like <laughs> a publishing lottery. You get a song in a film or you get a song in an advert. And that's that's the way you do it now. And before you know, you're Ed Sheeran or something. Yeah, it used to be you just got in a van. And like <laughs> if you played to enough people that you were able to sort of edge up, edge up and then make the leap to where you were, you know, you were you, you were supporting yourself. But yeah, it must be so hard for kids now. So, what is it that you haven't done that you'd like to do? Uh, like musically? Yeah. God, I don't know. I've done so much. Like, I, the thing is, I'm always focused at, on the on the like. I'm in the middle. I'm in the studio now, making an album uh, with a different band <laughs> completely. <laughs> uh, it's like the lost Tom Petty REM kind of album, um, and I'm <laughs> usually so focused on what I'm doing uh, at the time. I can't. I haven't got really any long term. Oh, this is what I'd really like to do. Eventually, I just, I just like to keep doing it and and be able to support my family and and uh, you know and not starve. Really, <laughs> that that does hamper a musical career sometimes, doesn't it? Oh, it's 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 really tough mm-hmm. because in order to make a career in music, you have to travel. It's just it's just you know one country cannot support a musician. So when you've, I've got two young kids and so I've got to go away, you know, quite a lot um, or else I just have to either give up music and get a job or just say to my kids, no, you can't have <laughs> new shoes. Yeah, but that's, that's a little bit of it. But I mean, I, I, I've talked to the likes of Ian Prowse, who I know you know, and, uh, yeah. you know, he is a sort of musician who sounds similar to yourself goes out and performs and knows how to perform and he's great he really gives it 110 percent. i've seen him play i took him on a little tour of ireland and i I organized it and it wasn't the best organized and we (laughs) did like i think a venue in cork and there was maybe only like 20 people there but when he performed you would have sworn he was playing to like a a stadium with hundreds of thousands of people in it he just always gives it 110 percent. he's great well, you know, th- through the sort of music we hear from you, through uh, through the likes of Ian and and beyond, I mean, even the Wonder Stuff still doing what they do, doing a fantastic job of, of making an amazing sound and enlivening audiences. So I, we've got the single out there, we've got the album. Give us all the plug details for that on the streaming, and then we'll talk a bit more about uh, Celtic, Celtic Social Clubs uh, later. Yeah, well, we've just done, Celtic Social Club have done a double A side with Ian Prize. Oh, great! Uh, and, and it's a seven-inch vinyl release for all people like us. That's proper. Um, and it's it's uh, it's basically it's it's going to be released on Joe Strummer's birthday, which is the twenty first of August, and it's a song Ian wrote about um, Joe Strummer and a song Celtic Social Club wrote about Joe Strummer, and uh, it's available through Eighties Vinyl uh, Records. Um, it's like heavyweight heavyweight vinyl, and uh, uh, yeah, it's a, it's an unreleased prizey track. Um, so for all the Ian Prize completists out there, <laughs> uh, it's it's the sort of something to have there's it's a limited edition seven inch vinyl and there's a t-shirt you can get with it as well 
which is a brilliant um uh, a brilliant piece of artwork by Canuck Boy mm-hmm. um uh, uh, Marcus Galley right who is Mammoth Creative Works he's a he's a, a brilliant brilliant designer I'm pretty much using them to design everything that I do these days. <laughs> That's the way it works. But from from the uh, from the metropolis of Cannock. That's just down the road, so that all does the job. Well, we will play Remember Joe Strummer in a moment of time. Give us all the socials and everything, because that's obviously where everything is being promoted now. Yeah, CelticSocialClub.com is, is, is ours. Um, I don't know what Ian's is. Um, and then there's... Um, 80s, 80s vinyl records or 80s casuals.com mm. they are selling the it's clothing line that are selling the t-shirts um, just google us <laughs> yeah that's sim- simple as that and uh, yeah. so, so social club we're going to take a listen to now uh, but I mean Dan have a great time enjoy everything you're doing with the music at the minute and any tours on the way that we can give a quick shout out to as well so uh, the social club we're doing beautiful days festival this weekend but it's sold out we're doing um, we're doing London the 100 club in, in London on the September the 7th Please ponder that okay. if you like what you hear. It will. If we can get down to the, the, the Big Smoke down south, we will do. Meanwhile, Dan Donnelly, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Jason. Cheers. All the best. Sing our song, the smoke gets in our eyes. 
Nation must have invented some cure for the blues. I give it something to think about, something to do, something to get involved with, you know? And like punk, we did that for hours. But today they're raving, you know, going to raves and freaking stuff. Every generation must have its own golden day, you know? We have to bring Rebel Rock. After the success of the Black Country Night Out last year, Joe Jones Thomas is back on the road with them later on this year. He's with me now, hello. You are right? I'm good, you're keeping out of trouble? Um, ah, oh, I am, We're keeping busy, that's the thing. Yeah. 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 So, so what's been going on? Because we have the, the Black Country Night Out, uh, you've been doing loads of charity stuff too, so what was it like, first of all, playing some massive theatres? Oh, it was... I can't describe it. You had a good it's time? A, yeah, a really good time. It's, I was in my element, I mm. guess. It was, it was amazing. Oh. But, but what did you do? Because you, you, you had not necessarily the guitar with you, did you? What was you no, playing? No, it was just the ukulele, like just a bit of um, comedy, you know, a bit of softness. But being a multi-instrumentalist, I mean, you can play all sorts of stuff, can't you? <laughs> um, just about, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... So how's, how's that building? Is it, is, have you been tweaking the acts for this time round? And, and when does it all start? Yeah, well, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll stick to the ukulele stuff mm-hmm. in... Um, in the Black Country Night Out, but I've been uh, I've been focusing a lot on my on my guitar and piano recently, like mm-hmm. trying to build on that, you know. But um, so, but, yeah. but lots of different things you can do, and so it means that when you are booked for an event, they can choose which bit they want to see because the, the the comedy stuff is always good fun and that goes down well. And even if you're doing pretty much a serious night, they might well ask you to sneak in <laughs> something on the uke at the end, might oh, they? Oh yeah, yeah, it's. It's, it's normally the case, yeah. Okay, so we'll check out Black and Shit on Out. That's October that all gets going. Yeah. But you've got a, a regular gig that you do as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm normally at the Chapel House every last Sunday of the month. So check uh, the that Chapel out. House in Gornal. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, every last Sunday. And what sort of music is that one? Everything. Mm. It's, it's all the stuff I do, pretty much. <laughs> Ukulele and. A, and a bit of rock and roll. Or yeah, I mean, you, you've dressed for rock and roll now. So, oh, yeah? Yeah, that, that, that's, that's the way it works. <laughs> Is this the look that you're going for when you're out on the road? Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. I'll just... Literally rock up and go for it. Yeah, just rock up and go for it. I'll just <laughs> chuck it on, you know. And you're happy. <laughs> okay, so charity stuff too, there's been quite a bit happening there. Yeah, well, I've been to um, several care homes and, I, and I've um, pretty much done, like, you know, a bit of you can guitar and piano and that you know I've made a row uh, entertaining <laughs> down at Compton Care too yeah yeah but not only that the inauguration of the mayor as well yeah. you were involved in the mayor making ceremony yeah well, I felt proper uh, you had to dress up bit, yeah you couldn't wear the leather jacket for that no I couldn't wear the no. <laughs> no. suit and tie and that you know mm. but no yeah that was amazing I mean the mayor of Wolverhampton, you know. Yeah. Invited you down for a bit of a sing-song. It does the job, yeah. doesn't it? City. Yeah. And because uh, the, the Armed Forces Day as well, so a few council gigs too. So getting your mm. name known around the city. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm trying. I'm having a go, you know. That's the way <laughs> we like it. Okay, so we're going to get your sister Holly in to sing a tune with you first. What are we going to hear? Yeah. Um, well, I'm thinking, well, we're thinking um, Jackson by Johnny Cash and June Carter. Okay, we'll take a listen yeah. to that. Meanwhile, though, before we do, give us the plugs for all your Facebook and stuff. Um, my Facebook page, Joe James Thomas Music, which is like pretty much all my music stuff that isn't the George Formby, but there is one for my George Formby stuff on the uke, which is just a vintage George Formby tribute. So look out it. for that and yeah. and check it all out there. Right, we'll hear you sing now, and uh, 
looking forward to, to the songs and of course all the gigs you've got coming up and, and yeah. you'll be posting stuff online as well won't you yeah definitely well you probably get your mom to do it won't you well yeah she normally knows yeah. where you are better than yeah, you yeah. Are, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Joe great seeing you and uh, we're looking you. forward to the music oh thank you thank you and me <laughs> Got married in a fever, hotter than a pepper's sprout. We've been talking about Jackson ever since a fire went out. Oh, I'm going to Jackson. We're gonna mess around. Yeah, I'm going to Jackson. Look out, Jackson Town. James Thomas performing with his sister Holly. We'll be hearing more from him a little bit later on. We'll let Holly have a bit of a break though because it was her 18th birthday when they came in for record. So thank you to her for celebrating her birthday with us in the Milk Bar. The series Chernobyl is now available on DVD. It's one that I have as yet to sit down and binge watch, but now it's out there in disc form. I'm going to be doing that very soon. Someone who can tell me a bit more about the show is the gentleman who played Alexander Akimov. It is Sam Troughton. Hello, sir. Hi there. So uh, give us a, a bit of the background, because to me, it's something I remember seeing expanding on the news. But to you, it's something that you probably learned in history. Um, well, I was about nine years old. Oh, so you do remember enough. Good. Yeah. But I, I, I think it existed for many, like it does for many people, just as this word that uh, was something very appalling that happened. Um, but something that I didn't know too much about until I um, 
began working on the series, yeah. Now, you are playing the engineer who supervised the fateful shift at the Chernobyl nuclear plant on the day of the explosion. And this tells the story of what actually happened behind the scenes, but also gives you a bit more of a bigger picture. So you understand some of the drama that was going on in the lives surrounding the whole experience and not just the news bulletins. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the series is it's only five episodes long, the series. I think that's one of the amazing things about it is the breadth of what it manages to cover in that time. So the the series opens with the explosion. You follow the people who were in the building in Reactor 4. You follow a fireman who is called in to put out the fire, which, of course, is not a good idea. And then the, the series begins to stretch following Jared Harris' character and, and his efforts to clean up the disaster, which is is catastrophic. You also follow the soldiers who were known as the liquidators who went into the area and, and had to clear it um, after everyone was evacuated. They had to a rather grim job of, of shooting all household pets, things like this. Mm-hmm. And then the series finishes with the trial of the people who ran the Chernobyl nuclear plant. And through that episode, you find out what actually led to uh, the disaster. Because uh, in the uh, the control room, your character plays a voice of reason as uh, Paul Ritter. Diatlov. He's pushing workers to ignore safety regulations. And this, Absolutely. Is, is, this is something which you just would not expect in uh, a normal power plant, let alone something of, of nuclear in nature that could have such a catastrophic effect as it did yeah. across the whole of Europe. Absolutely. I mean, it's quite extraordinary, those scenes. There was a pressure to do this safety test. Diatlov had his eye on promotion. And everyone else was very much um, scared of him, with good reason. You know, he could end their careers, and mm-hmm. that would be the end of that. Having a job, uh, living in Pripyat and working at the Chernobyl nuclear plant was a was a fantastic job to have at that time in uh, Soviet Ukraine. So you had to follow orders, but Dyatlov becomes increasingly uh, reckless, mm-hmm. and uh, Akimov, yes, is the one who's trying to. Uh, trying to stop it but to uh, no avail when it came to filming this where were you based for the filming we shot in lithuania in vilnius pretty much all of the series was shot there there was some stuff shot in kiev different scenes but uh, for us playing the guys in uh, the control room of reactor 4 we were on a set in a studio in uh, vilnius what was the reaction like of the people you were working with out there? Because they won't all have been uh, Brits as part of the crew. You must have been dealing with uh, with locals who obviously were much closer to it. Not you know, not not in on the doorstep, but it's certainly closer to the the whole thing. Yeah, as it happened. absolutely. I think it's a very powerful thing for well everyone to work on. Really, it was quite an international cast and crew. You know, the director was Swedish, first AD was French, and of course a lot of Lithuanians working on it. Yeah, it's, it's quite hard to explain, really. I think it's a, a lovely example of um, lots of people coming together to um, tell the story, yeah. And, and it is that telling of a story. This isn't hyping it up. It's not making it into some sort of hero movie. This actually tells the truth of what went on behind the scenes. And it's, yeah. say, it's something that we, we remember as kids. So, you know, it, it, there was a lot going on around this sort of time. Things like you know, the Challenger disaster and then yeah, uh, yeah. The, this, this Chernobyl event taking place and then the ongoing conversations around you know, what was falling in the rain over some of the highest points in Europe and causing uh, what sounded comically like radioactive sheep so you know this had a, a wide-ranging effect across yeah, other, the countries absolutely I, you know I, like i said i was quite young when it happened so it didn't really register for me but you know, it still felt far away didn't it and i think 
this series transports you into really a, a very different world. You know, 1986 uh, Ukraine is very different from, uh, you know, Western 1986. I, I think that's one of the things the series does incredibly is the, the set design, the costume is so realistic and kind of familiar, but not. So it has a very interesting setting. And it's one of those series that I, I haven't been worried about spoilers on social media, but I have seen an awful lot of social media praising the work that everybody's done. And I think congratulations are in order for that to, to have told a story like this and to be part of it. And again, it is something you must be very proud of. Uh, incredibly proud to have been part of it, absolutely. And, um, you know, quite lucky to have part I did in it, yeah. So it's uh, available on Blu-ray and on DVD. You can watch is, watch yes. this whole series. And it is one I think you'll probably want to sit down and watch maybe over a weekend. Take some time out and sit down and, and really yeah, get I think into you, it. You might need some time in between episodes. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess the other tip is have your dinner before you start watching. Absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it is It is going to be an interesting, yet, yeah, I mean, slightly traumatic journey through what these people saw and experienced. But certainly yeah. something that I think we need to understand and in the hope that something like this will never happen again. Uh, absolutely. Let's hope it doesn't. Available now on Blu-ray and DVD, the series is Chernobyl. Sam Troughton, thank you for joining us. Thanks very much. More from Joe James Thomas now. This time, he's on his guitar on his own. Well, you can shake an apple off an apple tree. Shake, shake sugar, but you'll never shake me. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You're gonna stick like glue. Because I'm stuck on you I'm gonna run my fingers through your long black hair Squeeze you tighter than a grizzly bear <laughs> Yes, sir, oh. oh, yeah I'm gonna stick like glue Stick because I'm stuck on you Hot in the kitchen Hot in the hall Ain't gonna do you no good at all Cause once I catch you and the kissing starts A team of wild horses couldn't tear us apart I'm gonna take a tiger from his daddy's side That's how love is gonna keep us tied Uh Yes sir, Oh yeah I'm gonna stick like glue because I'm stuck on you Hot in the kitchen, hot in the hall Ain't gonna do you no good at all Cause once I catch you and the kissing starts A team of wild horses couldn't tear us apart I'm gonna take a tiger from his daddy's side That's how love is gonna keep us tied on Yes, sir, oh, oh yeah. I'm gonna stick like glue, stick because I'm stuck on you. I'm gonna stick like glue, stick because I'm stuck on you. I'm gonna stick like glue, yeah, yeah, because I'm stuck on you. 
Joe James Thomas, and we'll have another track from him a little bit later on, performing live for us. Across the West Midlands, it is reported that 25% of children don't know what a high street is, with 75% saying they'd rather spend their money in the high street than shop online, which is down at 16%. To tell us more about this survey, I'm joined now by Jeff Brazier. Hello, sir. What's Jason? How are you? Good, and always good to talk to you. What is going on with this one, then? Because the kids sound like they're like real browsing in shops. Oh, yeah, surprisingly, because I think we all uh, imagine that the online retail is very much taking over. And whilst that has been the trend over the last seven or so years, it's actually slowed up slightly. And, uh, yeah, this new research from Nationwide Building Society finds that actually kids do want to go to the high street, even though a quarter of them don't actually know what a high street is. Um, my own personal say, as a dad, really, of a 16 and a 14-year-old, is... Because I thought that when I was younger, I disliked going to the high street, particularly with my granddad, actually. Um, I, I spared my kids having to do it. And, you know, I'd maybe do it in the daytime while they were at school, so not to sort of inconvenience them. It's a sort of generational thing. Mm. Um, not realising, actually, when I started thinking about it, when I saw the research and, and sort of started picking up the topic, I realised that, actually, I had loads of great memories of going down the high street with my granddad in Hornchurch, and I'm sure most people do. Yeah, so you, you may be down in Woolworths, picking up some pick and mix, exploring the likes of our price with all the records that are in there. And, and the high street's yeah, the style and, and what we can see in there has changed, but there is still you know, the, the elements that can make it special. Well, as, a, as a kid, I just remember going into a, particularly a shop um, called Top Cat, which... It was one of these shops that, that you don't necessarily find so much anymore in that you could buy pretty much anything in there. My granddad always flirted with the women that worked in there, <laughs> um, which always embarrassed me, but but in a way that, you know, I just thought, well, granddad's a bit of a character, and, and I, I guess I used to find it quite entertaining. Whenever I walked in there, I knew that we'd be in there for about half hour. You know, there was no sort of just quick browsing out. But, you know, again, that's what the high street really is about, is about community and that social element that I think is sort of, obviously not available to you when you shop online. So uh, I now feel almost slightly guilt-stricken that I haven't actually sort of allowed my kids the, the, the same benefit. Um, my local high street, Epping, um, is, you know, it's got a greengrocers. And, um, you know, I think a lot of kids, actually, when you think about it, they wouldn't probably know what a greengrocers or, or, or a cobbler's is um, these days. So, you know, is it our job to, to save the high street? Does the high street still serve a purpose? I, personally would would imagine it does mm-hmm. and certainly for those uh, maybe who don't drive uh yeah being able to get to the high street is normally easy to do by bus and other public transport and then you've also got the advantage of the, of the fact that uh, it's not one of these massive malls where you seem to just be lost in clothes shops and some of the the, the bigger stores you've actually got some character and personality to where you're shopping and it's like you say your granddad chatted with the people in the shops you get to know the the traders when you're shopping on the high street don't you uh, absolutely. And there's one more feature, because these memories keep popping into my mind, but in, in Hornchurch, which is in Essex, a big map of the local area, and it had all the streets and whatever else. And if you was ever wondering, right, I'm in the high street, I need to find my way home, you would follow the index at the bottom and you would press a button which would make an LED light <laughs> situated where the street was light up. And for me, that was the, the, the absolute pinnacle of, of, of technological technological advancement. And I, I, I couldn't believe it. I thought it was almost from outer space. I don't know if these were, were common up and down the country or whether it was unique to Hornchurch, but it was seriously impressive. 
I remember um, seeing that sort of thing when I've been away on holiday, but never here in the Midlands. Never in the Midlands. Well, it could well be there was one in Brum that I was I'm not aware of, but I don't remember seeing it in Wolverhampton or Warsaw when I was growing up as a kid. But I do remember the sort of thing you're talking about, and also they would highlight things like some of the the, the tourist attractions that you could see around as well, which made it more interesting. Absolutely. I mean, maybe people in the Midlands just had more sense and knew exactly where they were going at all times. <laughs> it could well be it. So, so what else do, do Nationwide tell us with this survey? Because, uh, you know, their high street branches are places people go to, to to get their banking done. Yeah, sure. I mean, look, you've got you've got a lot of things that have, uh, have obviously left the high street because of online retail and, and consumer trends. Um, you know, we've all noticed, actually, that discount stores, charity shops and the, 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 the cafe and coffee culture. I think, you you know, there's a, there seems to be a barber's every other five shops as well <laughs> on the high street. So, yeah. so you know, it, it, it all changes. But one thing that we always need on the high street ultimately is a, is a bank or a building society. And um, yeah, nationwide have pledged that they're going to invest 350 million over the next five years in making sure that no uh, closures occur uh, during that period so that there's no um, inconvenience to their customers. So that's, you know that that's their that's their statement. That's their way of of uh, protecting the high street and the things that we we hold dear about the high street and obviously need for convenience. So, um, you know that's that's the reason for the research today. And yeah, it is nice to be able to pop in. Uh, as I've said to the pa- in the past when I've spoken to them, the cinema, the scene from uh, Nationwide. I actually still have my Nationwide passbook, which is the way it used to be done way back when. Uh, but uh, even you know, aside of that, I mean, just being able to pay checks in get cash converted and even if you go on a holiday using a bureau de change which would be available in uh, you know this, these sort of places you know it, it is great to, to actually have that place where you can go and talk to somebody rather than dealing with a call center yeah well i mean whether we're talking about from an adult point of view or whether we're talking about the kids people want to have that that physical connection with um with with the people they bank with with the the people they buy their fruit and veg with um, you know, without that social element, I, th- I think the day is 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 not quite as complete without it. And uh, and whilst you know, online shopping and and online banking is 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 something that can be very convenient, you you won't want it to be where actually you don't need to leave your 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 house because everything's literally going to turn up on your doorstep. Because ultimately, we, we'll go backwards socially. So. Um, so yeah, it's fantastic that Nationwide have got these branches and they're going to keep the branches open for the convenience of their customers. So that's good to hear. Where can we go to find out more about the survey and, of course, what Nationwide do online as well as directing us towards their real-life branches too? Absolutely. No, it's nationwide.co.uk. So pop along there or, as we say, walk into that branch on your high street and go and use these facilities uh, and make sure you're showing the love as that Nationwide are doing their bit to make sure they still remain at the heart of the communities. Jeff Brazier, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much, Jason. Take care. This time, Joe James Thomas has got the keyboard out. I know you'll recognise this one. Come on over, baby. Hold on, shaking, going on. Come on over, baby. Baby, you can't go wrong. I'm baking. Hold on, shaking, going on. Well, come on over, baby. We got chicken in a barn. Woo, honey, come on over. We got the boob out of horn. Yeah, I ain't faking. Whole lot of shaking going on. Well, I said shake, baby, shake. I said shake, baby, shake. I said shake it, baby, shake it. I said shake, baby, shake. Come on over. 
whole lot of shaking going on. Come on over, baby. Whole lot of shaking going on. Real low now, honey. Shake, baby, shake. All you gotta do, honey, is stand in one little spot. <laughs> Wiggle around just a little bit. Well, come on over, baby. That whole lot of shaking going on. Let's go one time. Shake it, baby, shake. I said, shake it, baby, shake. I said, shake it, baby, shake it. I said, shake, baby, shake it. Come on, come on, come on. Ooh. I said shake it, baby, shake. I said shake, don't let it break. I said shake it, baby, shake. I said to shake it, don't you break it, wrap it up and I'll take it. I said come on over, baby. Hold on, the shaking going on. <laughs> Thanks again to Joe James Thomas and all the family for coming in. Don't forget, find him on Facebook and you can check out all the gigs he's got coming up, whether it's on piano, uke or guitar. I'm with Anil from Vegilicious, and I've been invited into your home to sit back for a meal. Thank you for inviting me. No problems. Thank you for coming. Well, it's good to be here. And uh, we've got uh, some of the food for the kids on the table at the moment, because they've been running around eating uh, around us. But uh, at the moment, food is being prepared, even as we speak. And and for a change, you're not in the kitchen. Nope, I'm not in the kitchen today. (laughs) I thought I'd entertain you. It's my day off. Okay, that sounds like a plan. So, I mean, what have you got lined up? So, Jason... As you know that we're a vegetarian catering company, mm-hmm. we do a lot of street food and that. So today we have made three dishes. So we've made like a nice chilli paneer, uh, a creamy butter chicken and uh, let's say a lamb curry. Mm-hmm. But that's not real it's not, lamb, it's, it's all, not real it's chicken. vegan, vegetarian. Yeah, okay. As, as we speak. Yeah, so start, yeah. starting to arrive here. So, so what have we got there then? This is chilli paneer. Okay. So I'm going to put some on your, on your plate. We'll give that a go. Okie dokie. And then tell me what you think of that. Smashing. So that's everything we make is always fresh. Yeah. And the, so the only way this isn't going to be vegan is because I think there's a small amount of yogurt in, in one of the dishes well, today. yeah. So all our products are vegan, but the way we marinate it, we use like a normal regular yogurt. Mm-hmm. We have got Alpro, which is a, a vegan yogurt yeah so and that is an alternative so we can make it vegan when we do street foods and we we are hitting or going to brick lane on numerous weekends mm-hmm. we use that yogurt okay but that yogurt when we use it it uh we marinate it with that as opposed to using regular yogurt mm-hmm. and but it's all so it's vegetarian to vegan that's the only difference that's all it is okay so so what, so what, so what this, exactly do we have this is this is chili paneer okay so you can see the the peppers yep. onions mm-hmm. uh and it's got soy sauce in there it's got a bit of chili in there we haven't made it too spicy for you because i'm delicate this is the yes. thing i am quite delicate delicate yeah so we made it 
hopefully to your liking. Okay, so I shall give this a bit of a try because I've got to sit back and enjoy the meal at some point. Enjoy. Rather, yeah. So uh, rather than because this is this is technically work. This is definitely work. Here we go. Right, it's fantastic. Is that nice? It's got a lovely texture to it. So this is this is a, a, a sort of a chicken style. So this is made out of this is this would be classed as vegetarian, not vegan, right? Because this this is paneer. Mm-hmm. So paneer so, is what, full fat cheese. Oh, okay, so right. So that, that is cheese, and then obviously mm-hmm. it's accompanied with your onions and your green peppers, mm-hmm. and a bit of chili, soy sauce. But the, the texture is really good. You wouldn't you wouldn't know that was cheese no. unless you just told me. And the way it's cooked, it's cooked as if it were. Yeah. So we make it in like a. A very lightweight kind of griddle thing, mm-hmm. and you know, like they do at the Chinese, mm-hmm. like a wok. Yeah, and we just cook it like that. Well, that is absolutely fantastic, and this is just for starters. Yeah, that's your starters, mate. You've got a lot there. Okay, all of that. <laughs> that's all. Your, that's all yours, mate. We'll see how we do. See how you're doing. It's all nice. Right, so Neil, we have chutneys here, don't we? Yes. There's an array of them. So t- tell me what we've got. So this is like a, a mint and coriander chutney. Mm-hmm. So it's all freshly made. I'm gonna put some of that on there. Okay, bit on the side of the plate. Just, yeah, and just tell me what you think of that. Okay, and what should I? Uh, I should be having a dip a popper done with that one. I think that that'll do the job, wouldn't it? Smashing. So right. this, this obviously is just red onions in. I'm getting popper dom everywhere. I can't take me anywhere. Nah, it's fine. Not without a hand, handy cleaner. Popper doms. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Red onions with mint sauce. I'm liking that. That's a really fresh taste, isn't yeah. it? Freshly made. We just mm-hmm. grinded but it earlier. It's kind of fresh. Yeah. It refreshes your mouth, doesn't it? And this is mango chutney. All right. Again, everything's homemade. Okay. I'm, I'm going for a bit of the onion at the moment. Yeah. It's catching it with the... Uh... That I like. So, kind of minty onions. Minty onions, yeah. <laughs> and this is just like the normal one. Which is, again, yoghurt. Mint sauce. And a bit of coriander. Okay, a bit more of the uh, the pop it on. Let's get that. I'm gonna go gonna go green next. Yeah, that's it. They're all really nice flavours. Have you got a favourite? I do like this, mm-hmm. which is the which is like the uh, the, the first one. The, the, oh, yeah, the coriander, yeah. yeah, coriander. But I I have it kind of uh, a bit of kick, a bit more kick to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll have that. Mango I find a bit sweet, and this, yeah, this is okay, this is nice as well. But again, I'll put much more chilies in it. Yeah. But it's nice, it's nice. Okay, so main course has now arrived after a lot of work in the kitchen. So who's who's been the team behind the scenes today? My my wife has been behind the scenes cooking everything whilst I've been entertaining herself. Yeah, we had a so, nice chat. Yeah, all credit has to go to her. And your mum's been here as well. My mum's here and as well. And she responsible yeah. for some of the recipes too. Yes, yep. It's all come from my mum. Okay. Everything's come from my mum. So so what have we got here? Because I've got in front of me a rice dish, which looks yeah. fantastic. Then that's a, a chicken. That's a butter chicken. That's a chicken made for you. Okay. Yogurt, rice, lentils, dal, yeah, and this is what we call a, a vegan lamb curry. Okay, so this is this is pretty much all vegan. All vegan. Yeah. Yes, one hundred percent. Okay, vegan. so what should I try first then? Jason, it's up to you. Okay. I, I think we should put some rice in. Okay. We'll put some chicken here. Put some lamb here. Put some lentils here, and we'll put the rice there. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll let you do that because you, you make it look pretty, and I'm holding the microphone as well, so I actually have, okay. have to kind of get on with uh, with what I'm doing. So this is. Fresh rice just uh, made. So what else we got in there? Because I said we got flecks of colour. Yeah, we got jeera, cumin seeds. Right. That are cooked in there. Yeah. 
just probably a hint of garlic. Yeah. Is that fries? That looks good. I think that's born in the fries. Okay. I'm not going to be able to move after you've fed don't me worry, so far don't today. Worry. So this is the, the, the lamb. Yeah. So the lamb is made of it's soya. And then we've put all our different masalas in it. Mm -hmm. So it's, again, your own unique recipes, yeah. which you've toned down a bit for me because I'm, I'm rubbish yeah. <laughs> at eating decent food. <laughs> okay, where are we going next? We're going to go for the lentil and dal. Now, so it's like a dal makani. So, but dal is, 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 is vegetarian or vegan anyway, yeah. isn't it? So that's, yeah. that's a nice easy one. Nice and easy. So I'll just put that here for you. Okay, make the way around the plate, looking good. And if you, you're producing this sort of stuff for one of the, uh, the, the the stalls or something that you're running, are any of these going to be... Because I've seen you do yeah, various chicken dishes. Yeah. Sorry. Let's just put the chicken off here. No, the chicken goes in there. There you go. And then then, then where does our, our yoghurt go? Oh. Is this, a, is this a, a drizzle that's going to look good? No. No? Okay, what so do we do I'm with that? i put then? that there for you. Okay. Oh, hang on. You're throwing things everywhere. The okay. bowls are in action. And we've got the bowls. Yeah, and then that's going to be. That's just, quite thick. Yeah. What's so that is that? So just, it's just like normal yogurt. Okay. And then I've put masalas in the yogurt. Okay. That's all I've done. That's a lot of yogurt. I'm not. I'm not necessarily a massive yogurt consumer. So let's see well, how we do with that. Let's see how you go with that. Okay. And then we've got uh, chapati just arrived. Oh, no. And then yeah, and that's tandoori rotis. Oh, tandoori. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so uh, what, what, what am I doing with that? So then you just have that. With, just dip it in a bit? Yeah, dip it in with whatever you want to, yeah. Okay, well, I'm going I'm to have a little taste. So I've got, I've got my uh, spoon here. I'm, I'm going to work my way around. You, you serve yourself some because I'm not, I'm not going to nick all the food. That's, no. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not that bad. So if I start off with the, the lamb and a bit yeah. of rice to begin have, with. Yeah, have a taste of that and tell us yeah. what you think. Uh, it's a texture that amazes me. Is it? Because uh, it's like with so, the, the starter. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have known I wasn't eating chicken. Really? Yeah, because the texture was all there. Okay. This, it, lamb, when it's cooked, yeah. it's got such a tender... Ten, yeah. Yeah, and, and that matches that sort of feel with lamb. That, that, that is absolutely fantastic. And how, is it, do you flavour it with something to make it taste a bit more like lamb? We, we've Not really. It's, we put our own, as I says, masalas in there. Mm -hmm. But no, not really. We'll probably put maybe a bit of... Uh, like a, a lamb masala in there, mm -hmm. which is just like a bit of powder, just the same as I've, I've put that there. Yeah. But besides that, no. Okay, so, the way so I'm going for the lentils next? Yeah, go for the dal makhani next. So, so dal. And another nice flavour. No, again, that's quite light for, for me, isn't it, I think? Yeah. Yeah. But Delicate. Yeah, that's because I, cause I am. But yes. that that's an amazing taste as well. And it, yeah. Would that need a dish on its own sometimes, or that normally you would have it either with chapati or you mm. could have it with rice? Yeah, yeah. So that's tasting good. So onto the chicken. This is the this real is, test. This is the one for you. This is this looks. So this is this is a, a butter a butter chicken. This looks like chicken. I'm I'm not in any way convinced this isn't chicken at the moment. Again, the texture is fantastic. That's absolutely gorgeous. Do you like that? Mm, no, it's lovely. Can I take some home with me as well? Yeah, of course you can. Fantastic! I'm loving this. So I'm gonna try a bit of yogurt now. What, 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 what I'm gonna do with the yogurt? Yogurt. I'll just get you. Actually, well, uh, oh, you got one. Yeah, just taste. Just taste. Just taste. The yogurt is there just to give it a bit less. And it's heat. just to lighten the palate yeah, as well, isn't lighten, it? Yeah, Clip, lighten the palate. To, to refresh between mouthfuls. Yeah. Particularly when you've got great. so many different great flavours on the plate. Yes. This is actually now. Me chapati. Your chapati. So you just yeah. have that. With your, some, I'm gonna break a little bit off. Yeah. With whatever you want it, with your lentil. You hold the microphone a minute, because I can't, I can't do all this at the same time. 
There we go. Right, so I'm gonna, I'll have it with my lentils on there. Yeah, have it with the lentils. Try the with it with the lamb and the mm-hmm. chicken. This is very good. I think what makes the difference with it, Jason, is uh, I'm trying to catch some of lamb. It's there. it's fresh. Yeah, and it's all produced. Yes, yeah, all ready you know, to ready to eat. And that's what we try to pride ourselves. And you do that when you're doing street food as well, because it's cooked in front of the person who's going it's to eat cooked, it as well. It's cooked, yeah, 100%. Right, go into the chicken. Right. And it is a different way of eating it with the rice compared to the yeah, chapati as well, isn't it? Yep. I'll go for a bit of chicken. Oh, hang on. I'm losing my chicken here. Where's... I need, I need my implements. Oh, no, it's alive. Except it's not. It's never, it's, <laughs> no. it's never has been. That is really, really good. Okay, I'll take the microphone back. Karen talking with my mouthful. But ask you, where can people go to find out more about the business? Well, we're on Instagram at Vegilicious24. Facebook is Vegilicious and also on Twitter, Vegilicious24. So them are the main social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on email at vegiliciousfoods at gmail.com. Yeah, we're everywhere at the moment. But I just all say absolutely fantastic. Thank you. I'm loving this. So people go along, they can book you for parties and all sorts of things? Parties, catering, we're at street food festivals, we are hopefully going to be in Wolverhampton in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. we're at Birmingham next week I believe, we go down to Brick Lane in London, we'll do the vegan events there, so we, yeah, we're just, we're just showing everybody what we can do at the moment. Well, it certainly it tastes absolutely fantastic, so we're, we're on vegan mains now, loving yes. every minute of it. Thank you for, for sharing the food. Thank you, I'm Jason. I'm going to carry on eating, and we look forward to seeing you in the, in the market Thank you. soon. Thank you very much, Jason. Thank you for your time. Thanks. That's your lot for this week. Back with episode 530 next week. I'll see you then in the milk bar. Ta-ra for now. Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.